This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back with you here. Greeny from New York City today, presented by Progressive Insurance with my guest on the Goodyear Hotline. It's very hard for me to open a show today by saying back and better than ever, because frankly, I just don't know that almost any of us feel that way. And I've said I've sat here on these airwaves so many times over the many years that I've been at ESPN, and we have talked, you and I, through so many complicated times in American history. I started doing mornings at ESPN in the year 2000. So we were together on the day of and the day after September 11th. We were together on the day that we began the war in Iraq. We've been together through so many difficult times. And I'm glad that you've chosen to spend some of this time with me here today after one of the most complicated and difficult days that I can certainly ever remember as an American. 53 years of my life. I've, I've certainly never seen anything like what we saw yesterday and never expected that I would. And so like you, I would assume I feel a lot of similar emotions that you do. I felt as I watched it a, a strange and probably unexplainable combination of angry and sad and fearful. Um, and I would imagine that probably sums up most of the ways that you felt as well. And all I can say is that my feeling on this, as complicated as it all is, and as much as there is a part of me that frequently would like to yell and scream about things like this, that I just don't know how much purpose that serves. And it does feel to me as though if the decision you've made today was to hang out with me, was to put on ESPN radio, in this case, um, that it is because you want to hear me talk about football. And I will tell you why I think that can be important. I remember many, many years ago, now we're going back to the, the early 90s, when I graduated from college. I went to college at Northwestern University, which is right outside of Chicago. And I, had, I grew up in New York City, and I always anticipated that when I graduated from college, I would move back to New York. And what wound up happening was that I got a job in Chicago, and so I wound up staying there and living there, and I wound up doing quite well in that, and I wound up traveling with the Bulls, and I had so many great things going on in my career that I never was able to move away. And until the time that I met the woman who has now been my wife for almost 25 years, uh, there were a lot of very lonely times during that period. I was in a city that I didn't really know anybody, everyone I went to college with scattered to the winds, um, and there were some lonely times. And you know what I remember about them the most? I remember my Sports Illustrated subscription. My Sports Illustrated would come on Thursdays. And I remember there was something about lying in bed at night by myself, sort of feeling a little lonely and a little confused and a little scared. There was something about reading that that just made me feel better. There was something about that connection to sports that just made me feel better. So maybe you're like me. Maybe sports is that thing that draws that we can draw some very particular comfort from it. That's the way I feel. And so what I'm hoping is that the reason you've chosen to come hang out with me today is because in some way, it makes you feel better to hear me talking about football and basketball and baseball and all the other things that we get into here. I hope that is the case. It's a responsibility I take seriously, and I'm grateful for it. So that's what I'm going to do, unapologetically. We will sit here and we'll talk about sports. 
There is extraordinary coverage of the unprecedented events of yesterday, so many other places on your television and your radio. And I certainly understand if you choose to spend more time with them today than you might otherwise. But if you want to hang out with me, I assume it's because you want to talk about sports. So let's do that. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We're on ESPN Plus, as always. And there's only one place to begin. Here we go! Only one place to start. And that place is with the NFL playoffs. And I will tell you what. There's a bunch of really good matchups this weekend. I didn't think I liked them adding another wild card. And candidly, I'm still not sure I like it in the big picture. But I'll tell you what, as far as the way it sets up a weekend, I couldn't be more delighted. We have two extra games than we are accustomed to getting. And one of the two is the one I'm most excited about. Washington against Tampa, to me, is an absolutely sensational matchup because I think we will learn so much. When we go to bed late Saturday night, I think we will know a lot about Tampa Bay. But first and foremost, in case you hadn't heard... Let's make sure you're aware of some of the talk that has gone back and forth. Chase Young, as his Washington football team ran off the field Sunday night, winners over Philadelphia and getting set for their playoff game, was was sort of yelling and it was captured on uh, someone's cell phone. I want Tom. We want Tom. We want Tom Brady. Well, of course, Tom Brady heard about that. And here's what he said. He's obviously a great young player. So, uh, you know, we got our hands full with that D-line, one of the best D-lines in the league. So. Uh, Chase is a great young player. He went to Ohio State, so naturally that thing, the Ohio State-Michigan thing wears off on him a little bit. I understand that. We're, we're prepared for you know a tough challenge. Should be a fun game. All right, so that's what he said, and that is all good. So Chase Young, then of course everyone comes back to him. Chase, do you regret what you said? He said, hell no. It's Tom Brady, you think I'm not going to be excited to play against the GOAT? Are you tripping? And, and that is what it is. I'm excited to play against Big Tom. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to apologize for saying I want time. No. So let's get to this straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless. That is what makes this stuff great. Do I think that that has any impact on the game whatsoever as far as the outcome? Absolutely not. Do I think it has an impact on the emotion? Do I think it has an impact on the drama? Do I think it has an impact on us watching? Yes, I do. You tell me you're not looking forward to seeing Tom Brady either throw a touchdown pass, turn and look and say something right in Chase Young's face, which you know he will. If you've watched Brady over the years, Brady will talk as much trash on a football field as any player out there. I wouldn't be surprised to see him run over and and, and seek out Chase Young and say something to him if Brady should throw a touchdown. But what if it goes the other way? What if Young and that defensive line, they got a guy named Sweat and another guy named Payne. That's not a defensive line I want to play against. Young, sweat, and pain. Sounds like a very frightening law firm. Or in this case, a very frightening and very talented young defensive line. So we're going to find out one of two things on Saturday night. I believe the Buccaneers win this game. If they win this game 17-13, then I think wherever Tampa goes from here, it ends. I think Brady's first season comes to an end. Because this defense is that good. I don't think you score 35 points against this defense unless you are really special. So what we're going to find out is, since the Buccaneers went into their bye, they played four games. Minnesota, Detroit, and Atlanta twice. So it's very easy, I would think, to look like you figured out all your offensive problems against those teams. This is an entirely different test. This is a step up in class for Brady and the Bucs. So I think... If Brady and the Bucks go over 30, then I think they become the most interesting team to watch in the NFC. 
If Brady and the Bucks win this game something like 33-13, to 13, which I think is very possible, then you say there's nothing they can't do offensively. And the way things fall this weekend, it could easily be Brady and the Bucks at Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau Field next weekend. And that's as good a matchup as you could ever possibly ask for. They've never met in the postseason. They've always been in different conferences, and they haven't met in a Super Bowl. Well, here's your chance. But your feeling on that game will change, I think, based upon how this one plays out. If the Bucs win 17-13, I don't give them any shot. If they win 33-13, Katie, bar the door. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. All right, jam-packed we will be today. we got great guests today. You want to talk about legends? We've got Barry Sanders coming up today. We have Howie Long coming up today. And coming up next, our green list is inspired by an all-time great player, but not by his play. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jam-packed guest list today. Coming up on the Goodyear Hotline. Barry Sanders in 15 minutes. Hall of Famer Howie Long later today. And we will also have Eddie George, the all-time great Ohio State running back. We'll talk about Ohio State playing in the national championship. And Eddie George was also the inspiration for today's Green List. The list is what determines who matters in this business the green list today's green list every single day we will give you a list of my top five this that or the other again we'd love some suggestions if you'd like them most of the time they will be from the world of sports sometimes they will not and today's i absolutely love in honor of eddie george brandon you're gonna love this in honor of eddie george today's list is the top five football players who have two first names Top five football players with two first names. Number five. And number five is Eddie George. Eddie George. He's a great player. He won the Heisman. He was a great player in the NFL. His name is Eddie and George. His last name is every bit as much a first name as his first name. George Eddie probably wouldn't work as well as Eddie George, but it's got to be sometime in his life where he confused those with a comma in between. So number five on the list is Eddie George. Number four. Number four is Curtis Martin. I know a lot of people named Martin. Right, Martin Lawrence, extraordinarily famous. There's a lot of Martins out there. Curtis, Martin Hall of Famer. I think he's fourth or fifth on the all-time rushing list. One of the great Jets of all time. Curtis Martin, number four on the green list today of football players with two first names. Number three. Number three is Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. I actually think Donald Aaron would be a more... Do you think there are more Aaron Donalds or Donald Aarons? I have to bet you, I would, if I had to bet on this, I would bet there are more Donald Aarons. I think Aaron is a more, like Hank Aaron, I think Aaron is a, more, is a more common last name than Donald. That's a guess. I haven't done the research on this. Got to get Hembo on that. 
Either way, he's number three on my green list today of all-time great NFL players with two first names. Number two. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. The only thing he has going against him is that no one's last name is Matt. Maybe like with an E at the end, but that would be Matty. But Ryan is every bit as much a first name as Matt is. I got two guys named Ryan that I talked to yesterday. So Matt Ryan is number two on the list, but... Number one. Number one has got to be Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis might be the greatest linebacker of all time, or certainly on that list of the greatest linebackers of all time. And you know, a ton of people named Lewis. My brother-in-law's name is Lewis. L-E-W-I-S spelled exactly like that. Now again, Ray is not that common of a, of a last name. One of the things I liked about this was, could you flip the names and would they work just as well? I think the one who does the best for that is Donald Aaron. But either way, that is the green list for today. The top five football players of all time whose names have two first names. Eddie George, Curtis Martin, Aaron Donald, Matt Ryan, and Ray Lewis. We will see what Eddie George thinks of that when he joins us coming up in an hour. In the meantime, I have Todd McShay on the television show this morning. Okay? So McShay comes on, and he has put his first mock draft up on ESPN.com. And I wasn't even really that interested to see it because I thought, well, I know where everybody is going to go here. And then all of a sudden he came on and he started talking. And I could only say one thing. I'm sorry, what? What? what, what? I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? He has Justin Fields falling to number 15 in the first round of this draft. Every conversation I've had with anyone has been about will or will not the Jets take him at number two, and if not, will they trade that pick so someone else can go up and get him at number two? He's got the New England Patriots of all teams getting Justin Fields at 15. He doesn't even have Fields as the number two quarterback off the board. He has Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU, who has been rising. It is a name that you hear all the time. He has him all the way up at number four to the Falcons. So that's the McMock, the first McShay McMock has, no surprise, Trevor Lawrence going number one. That's not even worth talking about. Number four, it's just of the quarterbacks in the first round, Zach Wilson to the Falcons. He's got Justin Fields going to the Patriots at 15. He's got Trey Lance, the kid from the small school that played one game this season in the most, the team, I mean, played one game this season in the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. He has him going 19 to the Washington football team. And he has Mac Jones, who if you listen to the show, you know I like a lot, the quarterback from Alabama, going 21 to the Colts. So I stand, I'm sorry, he has five quarterbacks going in the first round. And these drafts are always defined by the quarterback, and that's great. So it should be an exciting buildup to the draft. But let me go back again. If Justin Fields falls all the way to number 15, look, I, I have so much admiration for McShay and Mel Kuyper and all the work that people like them do. That who am I to sit here and say, no, they've done all of the evaluation or however much of it can be done to this point, and I have not. I just watch the games. But I've told you a million times, I went to Northwestern, I watch Ohio State play. And I know that we, at Northwestern, our defense, uh, took a little bit of the sparkle off of Justin Fields with that game. But I'm telling you right now, Northwestern's defense is legit. No one did much against us def- offensively all year long. And they started running the ball in the second half, and that was that. Justin Fields, I mean, I've had him described to me on Get Up as a more athletic Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is about to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. 
So that sounds pretty good to me. A more athletic Dak Prescott sounds like an awfully good NFL quarterback. Now, it's worth pointing out there's one piece left in the evaluation or one really important piece before they can begin picking and prying these guys apart the way they like to do, which is that he gets to play for a championship on Monday night against an Alabama team that doesn't have a typical Alabama defense but does have the best offense in the country, maybe the best offense college football has ever seen. And so if Justin Fields is going to win that game, he's going to go toe-to-toe with Saban and Jones and the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, and that offense, and he's going to have to put up 50. Justin Fields is going to have to score 50 points to win that game. You do not beat Alabama with 30. I'm not even 100% sure you beat Alabama with 40. I think to win that game, he's going to have to score 50. So I'm looking forward to talking about this a lot as we go through. But to me, and I say this, again, you know that I'm a Jet fan. The Jets have the second pick. So that's why I've said all along, the draft starts at number two. McShay has them taking the big tackle out of Oregon, Penny Sewell, who I'm all in favor of that, by the way. But I have all along thought that they would trade back to do that. If, you are, if you're taking him there because the, the evaluation on the quarterback is going to be that Justin Fields is not... I've thought all along this process was Lawrence and Fields 1-1A. One one how close together were Fields and Lawrence? Not how far behind anybody else might Fields drop. The performance Justin Fields gave you on Friday night against Clemson was the stuff of legend. The stuff of legend. He gets speared in the, in the lower back. He can barely walk. Comes back on the field, plays through that, toughs it out, shows you grit, toughness, um, obviously brilliant talent through six touchdowns. He's a superstar. I love Justin Fields. So I find myself really surprised by this. Now, as this week goes on, and again, he's got one more game, so let's see what winds up happening on Monday night. But let's let's get Bobby Carpenter up one day here, uh, Nuno, in the next couple of days, and, and we'll get Mel and McShay and all these guys and start talking about this stuff. But again, if that's what winds up happening, if, if Justin Fields winds up falling into the middle of the first round and isn't even the second quarterback off the board, I'm not here to tell you it isn't going to happen, but I am here to tell you I will be very, very surprised. Coming up next, the man who had the single greatest season in the history of his sport and is maybe as good a player as ever lived will join me live next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off 
your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. I am Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And if you were to ask, what was the single greatest season any college football player ever had, you would probably go to 1988, the year in which Barry Sanders, in winning the Heisman Trophy, ran for 2,850 yards and 42 touchdowns. He is a legend. Yesterday, I named him the greatest NFL player ever to win the Heisman Trophy, and we are delighted to welcome him to the program on the Goodyear Hotline. Goodyear helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Hello, Barry Sanders. Happy New Year. Mike, happy New Year. How's it going? Thanks, uh, thanks for having me, bud. It's going well. It's great to see you again. It's been a very long time, and there's so much to get into uh, here, but let's start with that. Um, when people talk about that season, I mean, you are so remembered, obviously, your career in Detroit, but that one year, what do you remember most about 1988? Again, 42 touchdowns and over 2,800 yards. Well, winning the Heisman Trophy uh, was such a huge honor, um, and I was I was probably as surprised as anyone. Um, you know, I was all the way in Japan because we had scheduled a game there, um, and uh, it, it's such an awesome memory. Um, obviously, that's the one thing that I'd take from it. Um, and then if I go back to the beginning of that season, the opening kickoff, um, I ran for, for a touchdown, uh, so I, I should have known that that was going to be a special year. Hmm. I'll say this. If, <laughs> if you were surprised in winning, you were the only one who was surprised in winning. <laughs> it was one of the easiest votes I would imagine that they've had in a very long time. But this year, in an award that has become very quarterback-centric, it goes to Devontae Smith, the wide receiver out of Alabama. What was your reaction? Oh, no, we, we had so many great finalists. So congratulations to all those guys. And, and um, the young man who won, he had a, he's, he's had an awesome career. Um, and just capped it off winning, uh, you know, the greatest trophy in college football. So congratulations to him. Um, you know, it's going to really change his life in a lot of ways, and he's well-deserving of it. Now, we see all those commercials and all that kind of stuff you guys do. How much do the Heisman guys hang out? Like, do you all talk to each other? All that? That's a very unique <laughs> fraternity. How, how much Heisman stuff goes on amongst you, all of you? Mike, it, it's always such a huge honor um, to get the call um, from from uh, Nissan and the Heisman House to be able to take part in the commercial, <clears throat> excuse me, the commercial. Um, it's always a ton of fun. Um, it's amazing that any work gets done, you know, because, uh, you know, you always have great, great stories um, from, from different guys and, and just a mix of personalities and so many guys that I, I know I looked up to uh, watching the game. Um, and then even the young guys that's coming along after, uh, so it's always tremendous fun, um, and uh, you know, so so yeah, I, I I've always loved being a part of it, uh, but I think I think I speak for all the guys in saying that, um, and uh, it's, just, it's really one a big deal to be a part of it. I, I missed it this year. I, the, the the all of you being there, like the, the virtual ceremony was great, and they did the best that they could. But that's one of the things that is always the most special is when they announce the winner. All of you are standing in the back there, and this young man gets to go up there and all of a sudden be welcomed into that group. The great Barry Sanders is with me here. Then the other thing that happened is you remember you welcomed someone into another pretty prestigious fraternity you're a member of, as Derrick Henry ran for 2,000 yards this season. That's another pretty uh, special group. What, 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 as you watch Derrick Henry run with the football, what thoughts go through your mind? The thoughts that go through my mind are he's sort of a modern-day Jim Brown mm. um, in a lot of ways, just a, a big, 
physical, fast guy, um, deceptively fast. You know, and when you got a guy, you got a guy that big who can outrun a lot of those uh, players um, and and also run you over, then that's a that's a uh, deadly combination. You know, and so and and as far as I'm concerned, over the last couple seasons, Derek has been the most dominant player outside of maybe, maybe Patrick Mahomes, and you could argue, um, uh, you could argue, you could argue for uh, for um, you know n- another quarterback or two, but. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, I think um, Derrick Henry has been the most dominant player in the game. Uh, you know, and he proved that this year. Uh, he, you know, last year he dethroned the, the Super Bowl champions from the previous year, um, and this year he eclipsed uh, two thousand yards. Um, you know, so just tremendous what he's done the last couple of years, and really showing that um, you know you really can uh, run the football in this league with with the right guy. You know, and and so he's shown that he's every bit of that. Um, you know, and so I, I think for him, the, the best is yet to come. And it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what they do uh, this year in the playoffs. I'm with you. Back to back years leading the league in rushing. That has happened very rarely in football. LaDainian Tomlinson is actually the last guy to do it. I went back and looked all this up. By the way, there was an eight year stretch, as I'm sure you know, where either you or Emmett led the league every single year. It was it was it was Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith that sort of went back and forth every single season. Barry Sanders is with me here. So so it sounds to me like you're defensive of the position. Sometimes people will say the running back position has been devalued. When you hear that, what do you think? I think it's a little bit of an overstatement. Um, I, I do. I, I think um, <clears throat> you can look back over the last handful of years and Super Bowl champions and playoffs, and I think you have a ton of really good running backs and really good solid running games that um, still really matter in this league. Um, you know, and and so um, and so yes, I, I I think that that's a little bit overstated, um, and I think that as as you change the rules, then then it takes a little time for running games and for running backs maybe to catch up with those things. Uh, but I think that it's almost still as important uh, in the game. You still have to be able to run the football. Um, you know, Derek has proven that, um, you know, and and um, and so, yeah, I, I, I just believe that, uh, you know, you, you'll still see see teams. Um, you, you look at even this year and this year's playoffs, you got you got a lot of teams that that run the football well, um, you know, not just um, the Titans, but look, Look at who they're playing uh, in the playoffs. You know they're playing the Ravens. Yep. Uh, the Ravens uh, obviously they have they have a great running quarterback, but they they run the football well. And and uh, you know you, you know, so anyway. So yes, I um I think that the running game is still very valuable. Um, you know, there's a certain couple quarterbacks probably that maybe um you would say don't need a running running game, but but for the most part, I, I think you go in on on Sunday in this league, you, you need to be able to run the football. Barry Sanders is with me here. You are acting now as an advisor for the Detroit Lions in helping them with their coaching search and the general manager search. What can you tell us about the process? Well, no, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, the process has started. Chris Spielman uh, is pretty much leading um, the search. You know, they're interviewing coaches. Um, You know, you look at our situation, Mike, and, and you lose double digit games, consecutive seasons. You, you know, you, you got to, take drastic measures, you know, and, and so I, I think that's where we are, um, you know, but, but um, we got a good man in the, in the um, good man on the case, I, I would say, and Chris Billman, he's been around the game. He knows the game and he, and he loves um, the Lions football. He, he, he has a, uh, a deep connection uh, to Lions history, um, you know, so, so uh, that's where we are. I, I think we'll, we'll come up with the best candidate 
um, for the position uh, and, and move forward. And, and, and hopefully next year uh, and, and soon after, we're, we're uh, talking about Lions playoffs, um, you know, because that's where we want to be. Looking for some hope there, no question. The great Barry Sanders is with us today, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. What can you tell us about the program, Barry? Uh, Mike, uh, here's how it works. I mean, it's Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares. Uh, it was a huge success last year. You know, it's just a great opportunity for fans to win a lot of cash from Rocket Mortgage. So you go to rocketmortgagesquares.com and find out the details. But, but basically, Mike, every score change in the game, uh, fans have a chance of winning $50,000. So you score a touchdown, that's $50,000. Hmm. Um, extra point after is $50,000. Um, obviously, field goals and, and uh, safeties and things like that. Um, you know, and then two lucky fans have a chance to win half a million dollars toward a dream home. So, so uh, again, just a great opportunity for fans to be involved in the Super Bowl, um, you know, and, and um, win a lot of cash. And, and again, we're looking to repeat on last year's success um, where we gave away – Rocket Mortgage gave away $1.75 million to, to various fans. So, so yeah, just a fun way to be a part of the game, um, you know, in addition to obviously it being the biggest game in the world. Um, you know, maybe your favorite team isn't playing in the game, and so – it's another reason uh, to be involved in the game. So, again, go to rocketmortgagesquares.com, find out more about it, and, and, and maybe you can, um, you can you know, take home some cash. Sounds like fun. Yes, like you. My favorite team isn't playing in the game either. Your, your <laughs> Lions and my Jets will not be there in a month. Hey, Barry, it's great to see you. As always, stay healthy. Happy New Year, and we'll catch up down the road. Mike, thanks for having me, man. Take care. You too. That's Barry Sanders, one of the all-time greats. I said it yesterday. He, he is the great, Not only did he have probably the greatest college season ever, I just told you, 2,800 yards and 42 touchdowns, but he is also the greatest NFL player ever to win the Heisman. That was my list yesterday. If you missed it, I had him number one. I had O.J. Simpson number two. Staubach was three. Earl Campbell was four. And Bo Jackson was five. Coming up next, Adam Schefter on the coaching carousel. If your team needs a coach, you don't want to miss it. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This is Greeny, and if you miss any of this program every single day, we sit here and we talk about sports and we try to have a few laughs along the way. The name is Hashtag Greeny. And while I would love you to spend two hours with me every single day, I understand that you have a life. You don't have time to do that necessarily. So you can catch up anytime you want, anywhere you get your podcasts. Again, it's called Hashtag Greeny, wherever your podcast is. Both hours of the show become their own, each individual podcast Every single day, Bubba puts them together to do a nice job so you can catch up on anything that you may have missed. Speaking of which, is Shefty there? Bubba, do we have Shefty ready to go? So, Shefty, we had some fun today. Adam Schefter is with me on the Goodyear hotline, and we're going to get to the coaching carousel in a minute. But, Shefty, you're going to like that. I know you're just the kind of person who's going to love this. So, I have Eddie George coming up later today. So, we did a list of the top five all-time 
football players who have two first names, right? The green list today. So at number five, I put Eddie George. At number four, I put Curtis Martin. At number three, I put Aaron Donald. At number two, Matt Ryan. And number one, Ray Lewis. And then they just start flying in. You know, you mention it, and all of a sudden people are flying in. So we've got Walter Payton, Tom Brady, Richard Todd, Mo Lewis, Bart Scott, Russell Wilson, Michael Thomas, and Rex Ryan. All-time NFL player, Shefty, with two first names. Hmm. Whoa. Whoa. That's a, that's a good one. Um, I'm not well, asking you, know you for one. I'm just telling you how much fun we're having. I'm not <laughs> putting you yeah, on the well, spot. Well, but, 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 but I want to give you one. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I got to give you one. So... I'm 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 looking through my list of NFL names. Oh, Larry Allen. Larry Allen. There you go. There's another Hall of Fame. It works just as well both George, ways. George 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 Allen. George Allen. See, that's perfect. You can meet a guy named Allen George, and it would work perfectly. It, it, these things work just as well backwards. I know a guy whose first name is Gaines, so Clark Gaines could work for that as well. My favorite player. When I, I, I was a kid. How about Dan Hampton? Because I went to college with a guy named Hampton. Okay, there you and, go. Uh, Dan Hampton would be another one. Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly is a good Le- one. Leroy Kelly. See, it's 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 addictive. Once you start doing these, you can't stop. Adam Schefter is with me here. But I have to cut you off on these because we do have to get Bruce to the business. Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to end. I do have to get to the coaching stuff with you because there's a lot of fans out there that are waiting to hear who their teams are going to hire. So it, it seems like so much of this centers around Eric Bieniemy. Start there. What is the latest with him? Well, he's interviewed with every team that has an opening except the Houston Texans, Randy. So that tells you that there's a tremendous amount of interest. And, and I do think that he's going to get a job. I don't know where that job is going to be just yet. But I think that clearly his time has come. It's deserving to come. And, and we'll see where that is. But um, he's going to get a job. I, I feel confident in saying that. Uh, and we'll see where it is right now. But, yeah, and the Texans, the fact that they didn't interview him is amazing to me. Like, everybody in the league is, is getting in line, and you're not. So, <laughs> I had a lot of people text me about that yesterday. What, what should we, what if anything, again, what he's saying is that the Texans didn't uh, even request an interview with Eric Bieniemy. What should we make of that? You know, I, I don't know what to make of that, other than the people that were involved with the search – said that it was a bit dysfunctional down there during the search. Hmm. And so the fact that you wouldn't put in to talk to a guy uh, like this is, is a bit dysfunctional. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's just like, why would you not? <laughs> you know, and why would you not when it's virtual? Like, it's not even like you have to go to Kansas City. It's a Zoom call. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> find 20 minutes in your in day. A Zoom request with when everybody's done that, I, I, I can't imagine that. I just can't imagine that. But okay, that's what they did. It does seem very strange. So I, I know that like, the, the, there's going to be teams that are going to be waiting on enemy now and all the rest of that stuff. So let me ask you the question this way. Give me a few other names, because you're talking to everybody, a few other names that you would say are likely, I, I understand there are no guarantees, but likely to wind up being head coaches when this process is done. Eric enemy. Arthur Smith, the Titans' offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Robert Sala, yeah. the 49ers' defensive coordinator. Right. Brian Dayball, the Bills' offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. There's four names for you, right? Right. Um, 
And we only have six openings. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty good right there. And how about the timing? Like, how is it going to work with the timing this year with the virtual? I know they changed the rules a little bit from what we're accustomed to. How is the timing of this thing going to go? You know, it's interesting that you say that because I was just on the phone uh, with a candidate um, right before I got on the phone with you, and, and we were talking. And right now, I think everybody's just kind of going through the process the initial wave and, and, and it's nice and slow. And as I just said, at some point, I don't know whether it's Saturday or Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, I don't know when it is. It's going to start popping. And once it starts popping, it's going to keep popping. And then but one, we're not at the point where it's, it, it, you know, it's like popcorn. You know, we're not at the point where it's ready to pop yet. It's just, it's going around the microwave. It's spinning, spinning. And all of a sudden it's going to start to pop and then it's going to go bop, 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 bop. Right. And we're not there yet. Yeah, because everyone is waiting to see if if, there's, if, the, if, if Biennemi is the consensus number one guy, then once he makes a decision, boom, other people start making their calls. Quickly, because the big name in all this is Urban Meyer, and you were telling me on TV this morning that you think there's something there. There's no question there is at least something to be following there. Yeah, and I think there is. And I think he's definitely giving consideration to the fact of making the jump to the NFL. I don't know ultimately that he'll do it, but I think his thought process is serious enough that clearly – he is entertaining the notion of it. Now, whether he actually goes through with it is a different discussion. But but he's definitely giving serious thought to making the jump to becoming an NFL coach. And if that's the case, then clearly uh, the Jacksonville scenario would come into play. And we'll see how that plays out. Adam Schefter with me here. By the way, one more thing. Arthur Smith, he's going to get a coach. He also has two first names. That's another one. I know people named Smith, right? He, he would satisfy that. Yeah, yeah, Arthur Smith would, would fit into that category. There we go, there we go, there we go again. Shafty, have a great weekend. If I don't talk to you, enjoy the games, and I will see you next week. Thank you, Greed. Be well. Take Ta- care, my friend. Adam Schefter with me here again. He's the busiest man in the entire business. You know, these guys, this is his busiest time. This is his busiest time, and he's right. I think the way this is going, and I'll have more time to talk about this off the start of the next hour, but I think the enemy is the one everybody or a lot of people want. Once he makes a decision, they start popping like popcorn. Back in a minute, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.